Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in the radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Motor Trend's 2023 Car of the Year, Chevrolet News and Views, and Hunting Bear at Montgomery Motor Speedway, plus a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with Bud and Tim, right now on Northeast Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Tim T. Pasquale, a poster to the stars. Tim, how you doing today? I'm good, Bud. How are you? I'm doing great. Let's uh, let's hit some things that are going on right now. Chin Track Days is at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. Next weekend is the BMW Car Club of America. The following weekend is the first SCCA race, and that's a major race, so that's okay. uh, folks from everywhere. Meanwhile, at Atlanta Motorsports Park, public karting today and tomorrow starting at 1.00. And you need to go to their website to reserve your track time. Get started at public carts, take some karting schools, and uh, work your way up the ladder. It's uh, all good fun. Oh, yes, yeah, a fun at time. Atlanta Motorsports sure. Park, Duck Thurman Road up in uh, Dawsonville. Car shows, ragtops and running boards, and Northeast Georgia Car Show's Facebook page. And, you know, reach out to us and let us know if you have a car show going on. Give us about a month lead time if you could, and we'll, uh, we'll get it on the air for you. Right. You want to give a shout-out? To our special friend who's been in here in the uh, garage with us several times, that would be Dan and Pam Welsh. Right. Our right. listeners from, from West Virginia. From West Virginia. <laughs> they were on their way back from Florida, and Dan had a little procedure, stopped by at Piedmont Hospital to have a heart valve procedure. and So he had a valve job. He got a valve job. I posted it on uh, on Facebook so people uh, can see what it looks like. <laughs> the next day, he's out of the hospital and he's walking around like nothing ever happened. It's amazing, the technology. And how oh, yeah, absolutely. Things. Absolutely. It's Big great shout stuff. out to the guys at Piedmont Hospital. They did a fabulous job. What a team. Yeah, and, you know, to be out the next day, it's, it's you know, it's yeah. almost like having it done the doctor's office. It was like he had his hey, teeth doc, I'm here. Can you, or something. You know, can, you, <laughs> can you grind me in a new valve? <laughs> <laughs> did uh, either of you guys, I, I should probably know this, Bill, did, did not watch the Daytona 500. You knew it was on, though, right? That's cars, right? Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. And I was busy moving, but I, I did try to get a recap, and it seemed like there was a certain amount of confusion post-race about how it ended on a yellow flag and who I'm not was real the keen. winner. I'm not real keen on these races ending under yellow. Mm-hmm. You know, if it gets rain or something like that, but I think if it's not a weather factor, they need to let these guys race to the line. Right. However, what happened is they went into two or three overtimes. I lost track. It's the longest Daytona race ever, and I lost track. And I think why they didn't want the cars to go any further was half of them were going to run out of gas if okay. they went another two and a half miles. They had, well, they had gone 212 laps, and there were over 50 lead changes yeah. in the race. Yeah, but it was typical Daytona. 
Yeah. You know, at the end, they're going to they're gonna wad them up because it's the Daytona 500. So who are they saying is the official winner now? Was it Ricky, Ricky Stenhouse? Stenhouse? Yeah, okay. Ricky Stenhouse was the, the official winner. And the cool thing about that is, do you know who Brad Doherty is? No, I don't. Okay, Brad Doherty played with the Charlotte, no, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. 25 years. Mm-hmm. I met him a couple of times. He's seven feet tall. Wow. And he's a great guy. He's just a personality. He does some broadcasting and stuff to NASCAR racers. Mm-hmm. But this is a one-car team. And he has two partners in the, the race team, and uh, that's a husband and wife team, and I'll give you their name in just a second, but I want to tell you more about the significance of winning, okay? Okay. This is a one-car team, first of all, and this is the first team that's ever won the Daytona owned by an African-American. Wow. And, of course, you know that Michael Jordan is involved with uh, Bubba Wallace uh, fielding a race team. Oh, yeah. 2311. And so he's talking smack to Michael now because they've won the Daytona 500 uh-huh. with a single-car team. So it, it, was, it, was, it was a pretty good, good deal. Now, the folks that are partnered with him have been running for, uh, they've been running for 29 years, all right? Uh, it is Jody Geschiker and her husband, Tad, that have had this team going for this long. And she says they started out with a house with race cars parked next to it and a lot of chickens. And that's I think I know where that house oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, another cool thing about this is Ricky Stenhouse got a speeding penalty on pit stops. So he went down a lap and came back from all that. Wow. And that's kind of a tricky thing because what happens is sometimes you get sent to the back and you miss uh-huh. Some of the wrecks, because they tend to be up in the middle of the pack. Right. That's where he would have been if he hadn't. If he hadn't. And, and he, I saw you know, there was a huge wreck there. Oh, there were several. Pretty, yeah, several, okay. yeah. And, and uh, you know, he said in his post-race interview that he, the first hundred laps, he just stayed in his car and watched what was going on. He said, I, you know, I was going nearly 200 miles an hour, but he said I wasn't racing. And he says there was no reason to go anywhere yet. Mm-hmm. Because like you, you know, like you say, last 10 minutes is... Uh, yeah. Is the whole race right? And I never watch them on TV. I just can't. Really? Uh, no. I, I I listen to them. Okay. Uh, well, that's just me. I can't sit still for that long. Oh, I got to be okay. doing something and listening to I the race. It. Yeah. All right. Motor Trends Car of the Year. <clears throat> wow. This was really something. Well, it, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it was something that wasn't on my radar. This is the third no. time that they've been in this competition, but it's right. the Genesis G90. All right. Avant-garde design, we'll talk about that in a minute. All-wheel drive, four-door coupe, twin-electric-driven turbocharged that, engine. Right Remember, we, well, we talked about taking our, our weed whacker, or not our weed whacker, our leaf blower, mm-hmm. and using it as a turbocharger. Sure. Just a little more scientific than that, but <laughs> they're running the turbos with uh, little electric motors, which is cool. they got to spin, you know, like 20,000 RPM, but... Right. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show that they... Uh, Genesis is not reverse engineering uh, what Mercedes built or no, Lexus no, no, built. No, they've no, they've no. come up with their own stuff. Some of the, you know, me being the interior guy, uh, four massage programs with three intensity levels, <laughs> a mood curator that offers four programs that tailor ambient lighting. Uh, How are you supposed to stay awake when you're driving this thing? You know, if I had massaging well, seats and mood lighting, well, you I'd s- be out. Okay, here you... They offer, you know, most of these cars that offer a scented interior offer a single scented. Genesis provides two, one that's more vitalizing and one that's more relaxing. 
So you have a choice, bud. I mean, really. Wait until you go to fix the seats in one of these. And the suspension, you can set it to chauffeur mode. Oh. Move the passenger front seat forward, sit in the back, and luxuriate. Who's driving at that point in time? Well, I'm, if I'm riding in it, you're driving. Oh, okay. If you're riding in it, I'm driving. Oh, all right. Or maybe if we're both going to ride in the back, maybe we can get Bill to drive. What's well, 102 grand? So what's what's the price with the uh, well, with the late fee? You think? And, and you know, you think 102 grand for a Korean car? Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, an equal Mercedes that they say this is better than is $120,000. Does the passenger seat have a mother-in-law option? Or she's actually... <laughs> Hopefully not. A couple miles down the road? Yeah, but she doesn't speak English. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if you need somebody that speaks English and you got a, you got a classic <laughs> muscle car, talk to the folks at Year One who provide our podcast every week. Uh, you know, just go to AccessWDUN or your favorite, spot, favorite podcast site, and you can pick up the podcast, and that... That's made possible by year one. Oh, yeah. And they the got muscle great car stuff. experts. Oh, they, they are. And they are in Cornelia, Georgia. And no, they haven't opened the showroom yet. I'm going to be there this week and, and see what's happening and you know, oh, good. talk to them, see what's going on. Um, you can go online and pick your particular car. And, uh, you know, the catalogs now are all online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, can't, we can't dog ear the pages anymore. No. But that's the way everybody's going with this stuff. Right. So you can go online and... Uh, check out you know what you got a firebird uh generation one two or trans am or chevelle or nova whatever it might be mm-hmm. and uh, see what you can do to spruce up your car for uh you know cruise in season it's coming before you know it. oh you know it so you want to freshen it up check out things at yearone.com we'll be right back here bud's garage on am 550 and fm 102.9 wdun don't go away Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. And they are happy to serve you. Yes, they are. And this segment is brought to you by the great folks at Hardy Chevrolet, where they invite you to find new roads in a Hardy Chevrolet. Well, Tim, we're going to get chemical here. Oh, yeah, okay. You studied your your battery chemistry now? Oh, yes, I did. Well, you know, GM was the first people that came out with this electric vehicle stuff as far as saying they were going to go all electric, yada, Mm. yada, yada. Right. And then they found out, eh, you know, it's pretty tough making the cars at the price point using the batteries that we're using. Right. And the packaging that we're using. So now uh, Mary Barra, she's the uh, CEO of General Motors. And the group of engineers have gotten together, and they're going to repackage some of the batteries, and they're going to actually use different chemistry in some of the batteries, even though it's going to lower the distance that you can get out of some of their vehicles. But they figure it'll be all right in the long run. Oh, right, right, right. right. Because there's going to be a lot of folks that have different needs. Right. And the main thing is the price point of getting into the car. Yep. So if your if your commute is not that far anyways, you can pick a vehicle that will suit your needs better at a price point that you can afford. But what was the most telling thing to me, which is what I've had on my mind, is the flexibility 
that this gives to the Altium platform. Right. Because they can, as, as this battery technology evolves, they will be able to change what batteries they're using and still fit them into the Altium platform so that five years from now, you know, that was my biggest fear. What happens five years from now when the battery technology changes and I've got a 2025 and now it's 2030 and what am I going to do with my old? Well, you know, it, it's upgradable. Yeah, hopefully it's upgradable. Yeah. I, I'm thinking it will be. And and remember, we talked uh, in, on one of our shows about, uh, uh, you know, using hydrogen mm -hmm. fuel cells. Right. And I'm wondering whether they're going to be able to package that into the Ultium platform because that's a, you know, they're in collaboration with Honda right now doing that. And, uh, you know, it may change the game completely. But I, I really never thought about the packaging because when I think of a battery, I think of a cylindrical shape thing in, in this application. Mm -hmm. right. And, you know, we, we got to consider that some of the batteries are prism shaped, some of them are in pouches, and some of them are cylindrical. So with the new chemistry, they're talking about going uh, into a battery that is lithium iron phosphate, or LFP. Right. All right. Which we have lots of iron and phosphate, mm -hmm. so they don't see a supply chain problem. The what happens right now is you're into a, you know, you're into a battery that has nickel in it and magnesium and lithium, and those are all high cost items. Right. And we don't have them, and we have to source them. So, uh, you know, it, they're, they're rethinking, which is always good. Right. So know? what they're saying is that the platform is chemistry agnostic, so that it can use whatever form comes along that makes the most sense. So I'm wondering at some point in time if they will combine the two different batteries on the same platform. Oh. To give you uh, maybe more power at low speeds or something like that because the, the expensive batteries are denser mm -hmm. and so you know if you had a if you had a delivery truck or something like that that needed some extra grunt when it's leaving a stoplight or something right you could combine the two things and maybe make it work see you're coming from that outlaw racer mentality that says how can we make it better how can we make it faster how can we combine technologies well, to, to win the race. Look what they've done with the Corvette E-Rate. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. You know, you got that gasoline engine in there, mm -hmm. and and the, all the things that you can get with it, including the mileage. Right. And then when you need the grunt, you got the electric motor. you got the performance. And we're right. going to see where it goes. Well, speaking of uh, grunt and uh, Corvettes, the Rolex 24-hour in Daytona, you know, was a few weeks ago, and... Uh, at that race, they unveiled a new C8 race car for individuals to purchase. Okay, so I, yeah. I ran some numbers on the, on the race car. Let me explain to you, first of all. This is the actual race car that was developed by Chevrolet and Pratt and & Miller. Mm -hmm. So this is a, this can go right to the track. It's not for the street. Uh, right. You're probably going to have to be a, I don't know if you got to be a licensed individual or own a, a race team or whatever to buy this. Mm -hmm. I think if you were an individual and had to have this car, understanding that you can't drive it on the street uh, and you come, you pony up the bucks, uh, you can have it. The, yeah. the, the funny thing about it is these cars are homologated by IMSA. All right, this would be a GT3 uh, spec of car. Mm -hmm. And these are actually less horsepower than the street. Right. Z06. 
Right. That doesn't translate to faster necessarily mm -hmm. because this this car is a monster. Seven hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars wow. for a full-up race car. So I ran the numbers for us because we're always interested in stuff <laughs> like this. Uh, they're only going to make twenty of them okay. supposedly. All right, but I, I bet the demand will no want to make more of them. Oh yeah. If we got into one of these, you and me, maybe we can get build a pony up on this. You, right. you into a race car? You'd have to climb yeah. in through the window. Right. No, the the door opens, but then you got to climb in through the roll cage. Uh, uh, have you seen my? You know, you can see me. The radio people can't, so you do the math. Okay, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> maybe we can get one with t tops. But... All right, six sixty months, twelve thousand six hundred seventeen dollars and fifty cents a month. If we can get it at three percent. Well, I think how, I can through the credit union. I'm not sure. How much was the late fee? Uh, $13,885. Oh, I can swing that. <laughs> anyway, if, if you're getting ready to prepare for racing in 2024, this car will be available for you. And, and uh, I, I, I just think it's great that Chevrolet is doing that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Z06 has been tested by the magazines, and it has been voted the... Uh, Best performance car of the year for 2023. Good for them. Well, this is an amazing car. Yeah, it is. Now, the, the, the price point is still, you know, 130 to 160 depending mm -hmm. on what track pack and stuff you get for it. Um, but this is, this is uh, half the price of some of the exotic cars that it can blow away. Yeah. And, and or keep we, up with. When we talk about cars that are in this price range... I mean, that's not for me. No, me but neither. it's amazing to me how many customers drive cars like this daily. Well, that we do repairs. That's on what the report regular. said. You can drive this thing on a daily basis right. because it's pretty, um, pretty tame uh, mm. in traffic and that kind of thing. I just had a customer in with a 2019. That's what your yours is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and we're going to do a little seat work. But he says it is a fantastic car for just driving around. Yeah, yeah, and you can still go. And you can still misbehave you from time to, to time. Well, speaking of Corvettes and Chevrolets and everything Chevrolet, let's talk about Hardy Chevrolet for just a minute. Okay. I was talking to Mark Passmore. He says they got lots of Silverados coming in. The SUVs are behind them. And they finally have service trucks. Oh, good. So if you need a service truck for your business, you know, see David Hornsby. Mm -hmm. And he can line you up with a, you know, a truck for whether you're a plumber or do sure. yard work or whatever you want to do. Um, service. You know, Jerry Roberts runs that department. Any make or model, they mm -hmm. can do work on for you. Keep your car serviced. Okay. And uh, the truck center, uh, Donnie and the guys there, they are servicing the trucks that not only Chevrolet sells, Hardy Chevrolet sells, mm -hmm. but anybody else that's got a service vehicle or a delivery vehicle, a truck. Uh, I've seen school buses in there. I've seen, you know, uh, medium-duty dump trucks and stuff in there. Right. The, the trucks that are out working every day... You know, they can get them in there. They got three service riders. They can get them in there, get them fixed, and get them out making money for you again. Exactly. So check out all they got going on. Great used car selection, too, because I drove through it the other day. Okay. Not, you know what I mean. Yeah. I cruised through <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, that would be Hardy Chevrolet 2115 Brownsbridge Road. Remember what Charles Hardy always said. Well, remember, friends, for goodness sakes, if you're going to do it, let's do it with the Hardy boys. We love you, and we need you. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN.
Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. And locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. As are we, as is our next guest. Mr. Stan Narison, down here from Montgomery, Alabama, former manager, president, chief cook and bottle washer of Lanier National Speedway. Man, it's just great to see you. Well, it's so nice to be here, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I kind of miss you guys. It's um, Kind of. Kind of, you know. That's why I have to come back every Let once in a while. Let me tell you, I miss Lanier Speedway so much. Yeah, so you do know, I. So many Saturday nights. and We had some great times there, didn't we? We certainly did, yeah. A lot, a lot of folks went through that place, you know, a lot of heritage. And um, that's one of the neat things about being over at Montgomery Motor Speedway. You know, we're, we're in our 70th. 70th year you don't look wow. that old yeah well i feel that old <laughs> be, a, be a race promoter for a while and you will but um you know all these short tracks have just such great great traditions and and great heritage and you know it's good to be a part of it i i always thought that i'd be back to run lanier and and it's not done yet you know you never know what might happen i just like to see cars racing around that track it's a good little racetrack so shall, shall we start a uh, GoFundMe page for Stan. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. It'd be tough to get me out of Montgomery. I, I, I got a. I got a great thing going over there. You, you do have a great thing going. Uh, great track. Uh, great. Great crowds. And how many races a year are you running in Montgomery now? Right now, we're at about between 11 and 12 races a year. Uh, when I first got there, we were doing 15, 16, and we really found that. Um, some of those extra racers were races were just honestly big money losers. So um, we we kind of looked at our uh, you know our income, looked at where where everything was, and and kind of cut out those those races that um, just didn't didn't put the fans in the stands or uh, you know didn't kind of hit the way it needs to go. So um, you know we've got a got a great program with some good local racing uh, along with our Show Me the Money series and. Of course, our modified. So, um, just just some good racing on a big half mile track over there. The the thing that you did that was unique is you actually got together with other race tracks, and and you know compared notes and started scheduling your races so you're not pulling from somebody else's track. And you know that's that's so forward thinking because none of this is, can survive. You know, you got 15 different tracks trying to run a race on any Saturday night. Well, that's the biggest problem. There's only a certain number of Saturday nights out there. And, and to be honest, it gets towards the end of our negotiations between racetracks. And, you know, we, we get a little bit, we start throwing some elbows and, <laughs> and putting the bumper to each other. But uh, it, it seems to work better that way. If a guy wants to race every single weekend in the South, he can be at a different track racing pro late models. Um, you know, with the modified deal, uh, you know, the tour is a little more open just because we don't have a lot of tracks that have local uh, modifieds. So that's not not as big of a problem. But I really think tracks need to work together. Uh, you know, they need to schedule together. They don't need to have racers having to make that choice. Do I go to this track or that track? And, and you know, that's not really fair to them. And to be honest with you, there's not enough you know, we, we, we need more racers in the business anyway. So uh, we need to try to take care of the ones that we have and work our schedules around so we don't have to put them in a position of deciding whether they want to run for the championship or, or not. And, you know, I, of course, I want people to be at my racetrack every time I open the gates. So uh, I, try, I try to work around everybody's schedule. 
the you talk about the modifieds. Tell us about how that series started, how you got it going, and, and we, you and I have talked about some of the rule changes and, and sure. uh, engine packages, stuff like very interesting stuff. Run it by us. Well, it's a neat, it's a neat thing. We call it the modifieds of mayhem, and uh, you know it's a neat tour, high horsepower cars. Um, you know, it actually started with me at Lanier. We brought in a uh, open wheel modified class just because we were looking for something different to put on the track. And, and that went great for a while. You know, then unfortunately I left the track. And when I got over to Montgomery, I, I was approached um, the second year I was there by a, a guy out of Huntsville. And he said, look, man, there's so many of these modified cars sitting around. If they had a, a home, I believe they'd get back out and start racing. They want to get back on the big tracks. Now, this was a, this was a modified uh, that used a GM clip. Correct. The, when and, it first started, right? That's right. And and even now, uh, even though we allow tube clips, they have to be um, made to the spec of a GM clip or uh, we're, we're allowing Ford clips in now. We're allowing some other some other things to come into it. Uh, but it's still basically a stock type of front end. Um, and after that, it gets pretty wild. Uh, our motor rule, you know, you have to have a motor. So... <laughs> Um, you know, it's an engine. We're in the EV era now. So I'm, be, I'm sorry, it's an, an engine. It's an engine, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, you got to have one. That's all we ask. You got to. You can only run one carburetor. Um, so some of the wildness that's happened in one carburetor. How big? Swimming pool size? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Oh, okay. the, the only thing is, you've got to qualify with the same carburetor that you race, race on. with. Sure. Um, you know, when when I first took over the tour, there was a lot of guys that would. Uh, put a hog carburetor on, they'd, they'd go to qualify, and then they'd either put restrictor plates on or do some things to get through the race. And we felt like it was a little fairer, if that's a word, um, well, to... It is now. It is. To, uh, you know, kind of make them run what, you know, what, what you decide on. It. What, you know, and, and I think it's made for better racing, uh, and it's cut down the expense, too. But, yeah, that... Uh, the carburetor gauge is, um, do you have a carburetor, too? That's how we gauge it. So, you know, it's, it's kind of neat to have a tour that, that has a page and a half rule book. Um, uh, not that we don't, you know, there's certain things we don't crack down on, but, um, you know, we try to keep them in the box as much as we can. But, uh, you know, it's a neat division, open wheel cars, bodies are all different. Some have windshields, some don't have windshields, you know, they've got, some have sail panels. So it's, it, it's, it's pretty darn exciting. They're fast and they're a handful. So... If uh, if you want to learn how to drive a race car, get into a modified. modified After yeah. that, everything you get in, you're going to feel like it's a taxi cab. <laughs> well, what's what's cool about that is Stan Nerson for Congress, year, a, a page and a half rule mm -hmm. book. That's what they need. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so tell us about your event you got coming up March 4th. March 4th, man. This is so neat. It's the Alabama 200. Big time tradition with that. This is a 59th year, uh, you know, it's been won by the, some of the greats in racing. Everybody from uh, Richard Petty to the Allisons. Our first winner, of course, I love this name, Crash Bond, <laughs> won the first race. Took a day to be sure that he won because there was a little uh, question on, on scoring. In the old days, you know, we didn't run transponders or anything. But, uh, so, you know, it's... Definitely a tradition. Um, we used to run it at the end of the year. We moved it to the start of the year. And it's kind of like our Daytona 
race. You know, Ooh. the guys kick it off 200 laps for the prolate models. We do competition cautions, uh, which are a little bit different. They're not a live pit stop, but they do throw strategy in. And uh, we love doing that. And then we also will run our Modifieds of Mayhem. And this year, we've got our Shelby Concrete Street Stocks. Um, it's kind of a reward for them to be able to run for the Bear Trophy. And uh, um, there's actually there's no concrete involved in the cars, are there? No, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Although <laughs> uh, last year I did have one go through my wall, and I did have to call Shelby Concrete to go come and do wall. a big, big repair. <laughs> um, you know, I always tell people, oh, they have moved the walls here, and well, we found out one of them did move the walls, so uh, I had had to do a little bit on on that. But you know, to be able to run in such a prestigious uh, event. Um, it'll be shown on Racing America for folks that aren't going to be able to get and over to Montgomery. Paid for you thing? Uh, that one is actually on their monthly program. Oh, okay. So uh, we we kind of do that as a bonus for folks who who subscribe, and um, the race has gotten very popular. I'm amazed. Folks in Australia are watching this race, mm. uh, so it, it it does make it interesting. And once again, we give away the Bear Trophy, and that has become I think more important than the ten thousand dollars to win. Um, these guys are, they want that trophy. It's a hand-carved bear. I get them from a, a gentleman, a, an artist in um, Bradford, Tennessee. And each bear is individual. And it, I mean, they're just neat. And, um, you know, somebody asked me, they said, well, why, where'd you come up with the bear? Uh, that's usually the next question. When I first got to Montgomery, you know, we always look for something that represents the city or the state. And I found out that the yellow hammer was the official bird. So... I decided I'd have the Yellow Hammer 100. Well, I don't know if you know what a Yellow Hammer is, but it's a finch about two and a half inches tall. <laughs> not not a, a very, Yeah, not a real impressive trophy with a big trophy with a little tiny bird on it. Well, then I found out that the black bear is the official mammal of Alabama. There you go. And okay. so that's where we got that started. And, um, you know, I, th I, th I thought, well, why not? It's uh, hunting season is just about over. Let's go hunting for the bears. So that's how we came up with the name, the Alabama 200, the hunt for the bear. And we try to reward a lower division every year, give them an opportunity to run for such a prestigious trophy. How can folks learn about tickets and all that stuff? They can check us out at MontgomeryMotorSpeedway.org. They can go to our Facebook page, Montgomery Speedway. Uh, they can stop by the house. You know, they can come and talk to you. Okay. You, can, okay, call, you can call me on the phone, whatever you need. I'll get any information that you need. The, the other part about it is, you know, we got a lot of the, the guys who used to race at Lanier that race with yep. us. Yep. And, and if it's not them, it's their kids. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Christopher Tullis, um, he wants a bear something fierce. He's coming back trying to get his third championship this year. And people remember... Uh, J.L. Tullis, his dad, racing mm -hmm. out at the track. So it's pretty neat when you see that. And, you know, these guys come over and support us at Montgomery, and we definitely enjoy it. All right. Well, it's been a, it's, it's been a real pleasure having you here at Bud's Garage. Stan Harrison, Montgomery Motor Speedway. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thanks for having me here. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. Nationally backed CarQuest branded parts and the best national tire brands to keep you rolling down the highway. That is exactly right. Remember we were talking about Super Bowl ads? Oh, yeah. After the Super right. Bowl? 
I didn't pick this up until I, until I read the article uh, that one of the one of the ads was talking about premature premature electrification. <laughs> you you just about stumbled there, but there we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, the Super Bowl Dodge commercial. That, that was funny as heck. It will cure range anxiety. <laughs> the their new electric Ram fifteen hundred, and I got to thinking about that. Yeah, it was you know it was it was a it was a, a tongue in cheek commercial, and mm-hmm. it was uh, the the new truck. You know, we talked about the three row seating and all that stuff. Right. It's going to be a cool truck when it comes out. Um, as I was driving down the highway on our little trip we took last week, I was looking. I was thinking about infrastructure. You think about those kind of things when you. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. other than looking for junk cars and, right. and people's garages and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, when you're in the middle of nowhere, yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah. Highway 16 is the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere in Georgia. Uh, but I was thinking about infrastructure. Now, gasoline is not pumped directly to the gasoline station. No, no, a truck brings it, sure. and they put it in tanks and they dispense it. Now, natural gas, I would think, could be delivered the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like propane. Sure. So you don't have to have pipes necessarily going to the facility. You could have a big tank, you know, on the facility and, you know, fill it. Yeah. And use natural gas that way. I'm thinking. Now, if I'm wrong about this, somebody, you know, call me out on it. Electricity and hydrogen. Now, electricity, you got to run something to the right. facility. you got to run wiring. Or... You could do what they do in California where they have diesel generators, mm-hmm. which are running big generators that can, you know, charge your car. Sure. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because of all the things you could run, a diesel engine is going to, you know. Well, it's the, is it the cart before the horse or, you know, you've got to do one before the other and to get people into the EVs and have some kind of infrastructure right now, that's what it is. But when we did the article or the segment about hydrogen fuel cells. Right. You know, the big thing behind a hydrogen fuel cell is you could build a big one mm-hmm. and be generating electricity exactly. off of it. You could be for fueling, right? So you don't. When we talk about infrastructure, we don't necessarily have to have a source and get it from that source to the to the station to the to station. The, you know, in in one fell swoop. There's a lot of different ways to get the power there. Sure. So I, I was just thinking about that as I was driving along. Well, you know, hydrogen in many ways seems like the the best answer, but, you know, that's for the infrastructure that we have, but it's going to need to be built up. But they, they said, and when we did that that before, they were talking about the, uh, they could make a hydrogen generator from which you could put the hydrogen into your vehicle and have it on site. Yeah, and it would do it in the same same time, basically, as a fill-up on it's your car. Up, right. Because that, that's a big problem, you know, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're on the highway. Uh, if you've been to Bucky's, you know, when you roll in there, they got a gazillion gas pumps and they got a bunch of electric chargers and stuff like that. But, man, if you got to tie a car up an electric charger for very long, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you're just taking up a lot of real estate. Exactly. So it, this is going to be interesting. To and see with guys, you know, w- whenever we set out on a trip, the, the timer's on. And I don't know why that is. We feel like... 
we got to beat our last time. Your last or, time. You know, and you can And if you stop at Bucky's, my, you just my, blew an hour. I, I've just. <laughs> My my bladder has taken over on that. Oh on, yeah, yeah, on that right. That thing is, you know, mm-hmm. as you get a little older. Uh, Absolutely. You know, you know, there's commercials where the bladder's on the plane with the the woman walking next to her, and that's good. <laughs> it's in the back seat of my car. You know, <laughs> come on, bud, it's time. Anyway, we we digress greatly there. Guess where I went though when I got home from the trip because it had rained where we were in Jekyll Island, and oh. uh, so the first place I hit was Extreme Clean. Car wash. Extreme clean auto spa. Yeah, so did you go to the one on White Sulphur? I did. I went to the, the tunnel there. They've uh-huh. got the one you in like that White show, Sulphur. Right? And they, yeah, and they, uh, now they also have one you didn't get out and run Street. through it with your Speedo on. No, I did not. Oh, okay. I did not have my Speedo with me. So. All right. <laughs> well, let's not even go there. All right. But, you know, I do have a membership. So mm-hmm. I can roll in there whenever I want. And I rolled in there with the car, cleaned it up, vacuumed it. And, uh, you know, it was clean and we got home. Well, that's great. I like to do that, and then we always stop for a few groceries, you mm-hmm. know, because we have to refrigerate it before we go. And, oh, sure. Yeah, so we were all set. Do you have a tool of the week for us, Mr. I do, and this Tim from Tim's Auto Upholstery. Tool of the week was picked by our friend West Virginia, Pam. Oh, just really? Just this show. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It is the... Is this our Christmas present next year? Or? TEQ Correct Professional Series 12-Ton Shop Press. Now, everybody could use a shop press. Oh, yeah. If you can't break things another. with a hammer, put it in a shop press. Right, right. It's, uh, it's a little over four feet tall, and the base width, the base width is 19 and a half inches, and the stroke is six and eight inches, and it's $305 available at... Uh, Complete Auto Parts. Right. Complete Auto Parts. Yes, and their locations are Cornelia, 115 Moss Road, and 403 Atlanta Highway here in Gainesville. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a good thing to have. How much was it? 305 bucks. That's it's, a very It's expensive. a bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 12 tons. Huh? What a great tool to have in your pocket, you know? Well, kind of. you got to have big pockets for that, but uh, Try to get not to buy it anyway. Ex-wife's baked potatoes open. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a car care tip for you, brought okay. to us by the folks at Oakwood Tire and More. You know, spring break is just around the corner. Yep. And I've got a spring break uh, travel story I'll tell you at a later date. But it's not too early to get your AC checked. Okay. Because nothing worse than a bunch of screaming kids in the car mm-hmm. on the trip. And you're going from part of the country where it's, you know, not real hot yet. Right. And you run into where it's real hot. Mm-hmm. And you reach over to the switch on the dash and flip on the air conditioner and lukewarm air is coming out. Oh, that's out. not good. That's that's not good at all. No. And uh, being on the highway is not a cheap place to get it fixed or charged or anything else. You need to get it serviced before you hit the road with your car right. on any trip. And they can do it all at Oakwood Tire and More. They can pull that Freon out of there, make sure you don't have any leaks, recycle the Freon, put it back in there, charge it up, and you're good to go. Ready to go. All right. Taking your classic muscle car on spring break, too? Well, no, I won't be. Why not? Because I don't get spring break. <laughs> okay. Well, if you were, you'd want to get some parts from year one. Oh, yeah. Class old, class old, classic car, classic muscle car restoration, folks, is what I'm trying to say there. Mm-hmm. And they provide our podcast every week. So you can go to AccessWDUN. It's an app for your phone. Or you can go to your favorite podcast site. And listen to the show anytime you would like to listen. And that's made possible by the great folks at Year One. In Cornelia, Georgia. Yeah. 
And like I say, I'm going to check that out to see when that's going to be available. I, I can't wait for the first car show. I know. I want and to get up I'm, there. I'm excited for the car show. That's going it's to be, be such like a the, great drive. It's going to be go. like the swap meet. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just going to be great to get back out with car folks again. Well, let's not forget that we also have a podcast, which is an extension of the radio show. It goes a bit longer. We get a guest on, and we can talk to him for hours and hours if we want mm-hmm. and delve deep in the subject matter, and that is called Bud Scratch Overdrive. Okay. And that, that is on all your podcast sites also. Sure. So check out either the show or Bud Scratch Overdrive, and, you know, you, you, can, you can never get too much informative automotive booking. No, you can't. <laughs> Remember to keep it between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here on Bud Scratch, AM 550 and FM 102.9 or on the podcast at Bud's Garage Overdrive at any of the podcast sites. Uh, keep between the ditches, shiny side up. I already said that. So let's let it go. Have a great week. You too. <laughs>